0: Workday afternoon replay from Money FM
1: 89.3. Market View on Money FM
2: 89.3
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Market View on Money FM eighty nine point three. I'm Clarissa Montero joined on this Monday afternoon, as I always am, by JP Ong and today as well. Ven Srinivasan, executive editor of News. Now, it has been a very busy news period for us since last week. It was non-stop news coming out and updates and what have you. And yet today, when I'm looking at the markets, they seem to be up. So they must be happy with the news, despite the fact not all of it was good.
2: Mm. I think the news was uh, generally seen as positive. I mean, we have been beset and besieged by a lot of uncertainty and volatility. So I think the signs that there is a partial trade deal between China and the U.S. Mm-hmm. was good news. And also this morning's news that, uh, at least according to the advanced figures, it seems Singapore has avoided a technical recession by the skin of our teeth. Uh, is, the fact uh, might that be that, seen that something... is
0: considered good news is actually mind-boggling.
2: It is, and and uh, I, I will say this about those numbers. And I want to start off with those because we mm-hmm. will definitely go. We will go back into the U.S.-China trade deal as well. Sure. Um, these numbers pointed at growth quarter on quarter, which means that you've avoided two straight quarters of uh, of contracting right. GDP or economic growth. But nevertheless, they didn't meet expectations. So mm-hmm. if you look at the year-on-year figure of 0.1%, that was below what economists pulled by Bloomberg were expecting of 0.2% growth. Sure. Quarter on quarter, we did grow by 0.6%, so there that is us in the green. Yes, we've avoided that technical recession, but actually economists were expecting a 1.2% quarter on quarter growth. So on one hand, we've avoided these uh, potential technical recession, at least according to the advanced figures. So that's the other thing, too. These are advanced GDP figures. We're going to get the final print sometime, I believe, next month. So if we see a sudden, a major revision of that and shows, again, negative, that could throw a spanner in the works, right? Mm-hmm. But so far, at least, uh, if we do hold on to this, we will have avoided that technical recession, but still below what many economists were expecting. In fact, a number of them actually pointed out that, yes, the manufacturing sector continues to show signs of prolonged contraction. And also there are concerns that those services sector grew significantly and help drive some of the growth, there are signs of that also starting to soften. Now, it's not yet in recessionary territory, but or not yet in contractual territory, but uh, there are signs that this might be seeping into consumer sentiment slowly. The construction sure. sector looking rather good, actually, if you look at the numbers. But the picture is still relatively um, mixed. I, I did speak to OCBC's uh, head of treasury and research, Selina Ling, earlier this morning. And what she pointed out also was that uh, despite these uh, slightly... Uh, these, uh, um, these non-recessionary numbers, let's not call it great numbers, but they're non-recessionary numbers. Despite those, they are still expecting a very soft and possibly some uh, some, some headwinds in the fourth quarter. It's, we're basically saying that, yeah, we have avoided that recession, but we're still not out of the woods. But I think this is enough to at least uh, tell the markets that there is that the, at least this issue of a recessionary cloud. It's not weighing on sentiment as much as others.
0: Okay, then, I mean, we take these numbers, we take the fact that, Retrenchments have been announced by some major players. How do we put them together and w- what do we get out of it?
1: Okay, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, we can all get very technical about whether we are in a technical recession or not in a technical recession, but sentiment matters. Mm-hmm. You know, a business sentiment matters and business sentiment ultimately filters down to jobs. Whether businesses expand, or whether they, they uh, recruit, whether they lay off, whether they, you know, whatever happened. In Singapore, the most impo- single most important things that people look for is job creation mm-hmm. and employment, uh, you know, situation, unemployment rate. Right. right now, job creation has slowed down quite significantly in sure. the last couple of months. And uh, there is no major spike in unemployment, but anecdotal evidence from what I see and what I hear from uh, my contacts in industry is there are people being laid off in trips and traps. So the rolling
0: recession, so they don't have to yes. report
1: it. Yes, there are no major like mm-hmm. 100 people being laid off. Right. It's like one or two people suddenly disappear this week, another one or two in a couple of weeks. That kind of thing is happening in the banks. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about it. Nobody speaks about it. So I mean, so what, we have to do is watch this space very carefully. Jobs, jobs, and jobs. Right. Okay. Mm.
0: That's not... See, that to me is is more in line with what I was thinking. So with, with the way the markets are moving today and it seems like they're happy with the news, that was a bit mystifying to me.
2: Well, 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 well that they were happy by the news.
0: They, they must have been happy by the news because the SDI is up.
2: Yes. I mean, I think they're happy or they're a little more relieved. I think they're getting some more breathing room to actually move higher. I think this might also be down to the U.S.-China trade deal. Of Mm -hmm. course, it's a partial deal. And, uh, and uh, some investors, actually, in fact, uh, I believe that uh, Damien Lowe the CIO for Ensemble Capital here in Singapore, spoke to Bloomberg re- re- earlier today and said that before we move any further, and this is why you're not seeing these big jumps up, they said that we have to look for some tangible agreements and some more details for it to sustain the rally. Because as we know, this has been very limited to just currency agreements right now, intellectual property rights, and also uh, some agreements on intellectual property, and also what they say is a, is a resumed increase in aggregate agricultural purchases from china now u.s president donald trump in a tweet did say that they have more than doubled it already and that china is not waiting for the actual signing or ratification of the agreement and he says that it's actually gone up Uh, whether it's gone up to 50 billion as he says it has or more Mm. than 50 billion that's up for debate because this is the president's u.s american president's tweet right nevertheless it seems that china's before they came to the agreement uh, actually said that look we're willing to buy more soybean we're willing to buy more pork we're willing to buy more of these agricultural goods so it's it's uh, if it's 40 billion billion. Regardless, it's it's expected that China is going to be ratcheting up those purchases. But until mm-hmm. we see some more of these details, then perhaps these gains will be still measured and still a bit more cautious moving forward.
0: All right. So how much of this sentiment do you think is driven by the fact the Monetary Authority of Singapore slightly reduced the rates of appreciation of the Singapore dollar nominal effective exchange okay. rate policy band? Wow, I actually got that out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you had that written down, right? But, um, okay, so here's something that's very interesting about the uh, central bank here in Singapore and I find it's very unique when you look at how Other central banks set policy versus us. Instead of looking at where you set the rate, the Monetary Authority of Singapore does not do that. They do adjust the currency, but they do that in three different ways. There are three levers. One, you either adjust the slope of the currency of appreciation, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. You either widen or tighten the band at which it it, it can move, or you move the midpoint at which that band is set. So if they do more than one, it's seen as more aggressive easing. Mm -hmm. This time around, people were expecting some significant easing from the MAS, but they didn't... um, um, they did provide some easing, but not that much. They only adjusted the slope. So this was actually seen as a bit of a, uh, by some currency analysts, says, well, it's a slightly, it's not as dovish a move or not as uh, loose a move as they were expecting from the MAS. And actually, we saw the Singapore dollar appreciate just a touch in today's session. Mm-hmm. You couple that also with the fact that you have some progress on U.S.-China trade talks, and whenever you see some progress on that, on that front, you see risk on sentiment. And that sometimes leads to a weakening of the U.S. dollar, as we've seen also China, the Chinese yuan has weakened the touch against the, the Japanese, uh, and, uh, I mean, sorry, the Chinese yuan has weakened the touch against it. And also the Singapore dollar perhaps also getting a little bit of strength from, from that particular move. So it's kind of balanced it out a little bit. So I think uh, I, don't, I wouldn't attribute too much to this, but mm-hmm. it's not so much what they did. To the Singapore dollar, but more of the message they're putting out that look, we are aware that the headwinds are there. Yes, we are aware of some of the economists like Selina Ling who have said that we're not out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we are going to provide some easing for now, but we're going to be very gradual about it. In fact, I think they're not losing their heads about it. So I think what they're trying to convey to the markets are keep calm. We're going to loosen it, but re- relax. This is going keep to be enough. Keep calm and carry on. Keep calm and carry on, but <laughs> we're going to give you just a little bit of a nugget here.
1: Anyway, the MS decision seems to have been priced in by the market, judging mm. by U.S. dollar. Sing dollar trading. a high of 137.34, uh, coming back off to 136.75, and then now settling at 137. So, not really uh, earth-shaking, earth-shattering. Uh. They kept it kept it at the center and, and the width of the trading band unchanged. Right. So, there you go. Um, but
0: we don't really usually expect big moves from our central bank.
1: No, I mean. At the end of the day, a lot of the time, Singapore, the financial markets here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: react more to what's happening offshore in the US Mm -hmm. and China and stuff like that. Coming back to, you know, the Chinese media this morning didn't even refer to the trade deal as a deal. They just mentioned it as an agreement. Because... From the Chinese side, they are buying what they need. They need hogs, they need soybean, mm-hmm. they need some agricultural products, right? And then they gave some vague statements about currency and intellectual property. Right? Nothing has been inked, and even if it's inked with President Trump, you don't know how valuable that uh, signing really is. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Things are still up the uh, up in the air, but uh, let's see. In November, uh, I think uh, what uh, presidency and President uh, Trump will meet, and uh, they are supposed to sign on to this deal, and then start negotiations or other preliminary talks for the second phase. So it will all depend on how we progress from here.
2: Yeah, that'll be on the sidelines of the APEC meeting. APEC in Chile, meeting APEC. in Chile, and yeah. there's still
0: the tax tariffs to to they haven't. What is the definitive thing with the tariffs between the Chinese and the the Americans?
2: Well, for now they're suspending or putting it on ice at the moment. Okay. The next round of tariffs, so that 250 billion dollars worth of Chinese goods, where you're going to see the tariffs go from, I believe, is it 15 percent or 10 percent to 25 mm-hmm. yeah. percent? That's going to be put on ice for the moment, and this is why I think. But the, is there the,
0: a date when it will come back into play or? come back into discussion I think the next
2: milestone will probably be December right. because there was another scheduled round of tariffs so if the talks break down for instance in November I mean this is me just looking speculating at the moment moving forward as an amateur armchair economist mm-hmm. I do. I only have a bachelor's not a master's so be careful what I say folks um, there is a possibility that come December if talks break down maybe there is possibility where you go, you, we're going to we're going to go ahead with the December round and you know what that round that we put on ice we're going to put that up and we're going to double down on things come December right. now the pressure on Trump also is that they might delay that because December is uh, December December's holiday season as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. generally is people the start to buy yes at least in the West. yes and, uh, and generally they want to suspend some of these tariffs so that uh, the price of goods that you're purchasing for the holiday season come online so around November usually they do that purchase Thing by November. But in December also, it's not a great time to be ratcheting up issues, especially during the holiday season in the US. At Unless the you
0: want to ruin Christmas. Unless
2: you want to ruin Christmas. Yeah, so, uh... and, and Trump has ruined a few things, <laughs> you know, here and there, right, in terms of sentiment. But... Um, there's that way against a potential levying of tariffs come December but again very unpredictable we could see a doubling down basically all but be- uh, basically the scenarios are well not endless but there's a number of scenarios that point to the downside should talks break down so a lot of things depending uh, the, a lot of things riding on the next meeting time he and she meet Oh Chile. I think
0: there'll be a lot of tweets between now and that next there's meeting There's that as well
2: right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah so December 15 will be the next planned uh, mm-hmm. imposition of taxes on Chinese goods just in time for Christmas,
0: indeed. Yeah. All right. So we've got more news coming out this week, don't we?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, take your pick. I mean, uh, today we just got. Actually, before we go on to the uh, um, to the rest of the week, we also want to inform our listeners that China just released their trade figures. Mm-hmm. Not very good numbers for September. But again, this these these trade numbers happening under the cloud of that heightened China U.S. China trade tensions. Right. Will it start to alleviate moving forward if this uh, suspension of the tariffs holds? Pulled. Hold, holds place at least is is a big question at the end of this week it's, we're going to be doing a bit of a role reversal with mm-hmm. China we're going to be releasing our non-oil export numbers mm-hmm. and China will be releasing their third quarter GDP numbers so we'll right. get more color between that time and also uh, between that um, earnings season really picks up so the US the num- the banks are going to kick things off for the, for, for the. US mm-hmm. I believe the first one of the banks is going to be JP Morgan mm-hmm. tomorrow more um, on Tuesday morning. Whereas here in Singapore, we've got three STI members starting to kick things off. Also,
1: yeah, you got SPH, you got Keppel, and you got uh, Maple uh, Tree Commercial Maple Trust. Tree Trust Commercial also, Trust. so yes. Maple
2: Tree Commercial Trust will come will be at the start. Will kick things off on Wednesday. The new kid, basically. Gets right. to go first, a rookie year up. And uh, Keppel Corporation and SPH on Thursday. So we'll will get a very interesting roundup so we'll there. So we'll
0: have a really busy week.
2: Uh, quite the busy week. It's going to start wrapping up, but a lot of numbers coming at us hard and fast. We'll do our best to try to stay on top of what these numbers mean. For these companies and also for the economy as a whole, because the expectation for third quarter earnings is also a bit of a uh, pessimistic one, actually. And this is earnings across the world. In the U.S., mm-hmm. it's because they believe the tax impact from uh, that uh, that Trump's tax cuts had last year will, we, will 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 wane by this time around mm-hmm. because we're coming from that high base. Whereas here in Singapore, while you're seeing a lot of these pressures on the economy, they're feeling they the, the worry is that this might bleed into earnings. But as a number of strategists have told us at the moment, earnings probably don't matter. As much as clarity on this US China trade war at the moment. Right. So.
1: For SPH, it's fully year results, so it's your bonus that's online.
2: Oh,
0: Ben, <laughs> you had to remind me about that. <laughs> Gee, thanks.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, so now
0: we know who the Debbie Downer in this group is.
2: <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, well, somebody has to keep it I'm real. A, I mean, a, a, I'm that's a, a
1: realist, man.
2: Yeah. So he's a journal- that's why he's a journalist. He's, a skept- yeah. he's the most skeptical of us all.
0: All right. Well, on that cheerful note, that's been J.P. Ong. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined, as usual, on Mondays by Vince Roonivasan, Executive News Editor, on Market Wrap on Money FM
1: 89.3. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.